0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another ranking here on Movie Morning. And Today I'm going to be ranking the entire DCEU once again. I know I just did it a couple months ago, but it's changed a bit. And we have the Suicide Squad, which released just last week. So I'm going to be adding that into the list and seeing where that goes. And if you've seen my review, you already know my thoughts on the movie. You're probably curious where it lands on this ranking. So with that said, let's get into our DCEU ranking. I would like to say also that this rank will include spoilers for every movie in the DCEU without warning, with the exception of the Suicide Squad, the latest Suicide Squad, where if I want to discuss spoilers, I will mention right before doing so. And also, I know Zack Snyder's Justice League is technically not really part of the DCEU because it's, he said it's not canon. Personally, for me, that's the Justice League I'm always going to remember. So I am including it on the list, and that's why there is 11 movies on here instead of 10. With that said, Let's get started at number eleven, and there's a bit of a change here. Number eleven for me is going to be Justice League. The reason that this movie now comes in the last place for me is that this is the movie on this list that I'll never willingly just go out, I gotta go out of my way to watch again because we have a better version of it. This movie is nowhere near what a Justice League movie should have been. Nowhere near as epic as one should have been. They brought the plot is so bare bones. They brought Joss Whedon in. He just doesn't fit with Zack Snyder's dialogue tone to try and fix the movie, even though it wasn't really all that broken. And this movie's under two hours. It's got cheesy dialogue. It's got CGI that just got worse from the one director's vision to another, and it's also got um, wasted, like car- wasted characters who are supposed to be these great icons of comic books and cinema, and they're just completely wasted here. Not usable at all characters who were better in previous movies are worse here like batman and superman and overall this movie just doesn't work for me unfortunately and i really and unfortunately it does come in last place because again we have a better version of it and i'm probably not gonna go out of my way to watch this again number 10 for me is suicide squad now i have famously really not liked this movie I watched it again a couple weeks before The Suicide Squad came out to try and get a refresh on it, and see if I still hated it or didn't like it as much as before. And to start, say the least, this movie, Suicide Squad 2016, obviously, is a mess. This movie has awkward editing and awful editing by that, and it literally uses some sa- music, popular music, to try and, to try and use that as to show their characters backstories and character mm-hmm. development it's awful the way that's done you can just see you can just feel WB reaching in and messing with Ayer's version of this movie which I don't know if it would have been great or anything but the reason that I'm not fully confident in that either then because the writing in this movie and the dialogue wasn't very good now to be fair I've heard that David Ayer got like under six weeks to write this movie which is absurd And that's maybe, that's probably the cause for all the terrible dialogue, really bad writing, some on-the-nose moments which just don't work. Now, there are some fun character moments, I will admit that. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is great, and when there's, it's just the characters interacting, not really related to the plot, it can be fun. But besides that, this movie's a mess. It's honestly hard to get through because of how much songs there are, and they're just so awkward choices. The movie just doesn't come together at all. Coming into my number nine is going to be Wonder Woman 1984. Now, this one is definitely one that took a very big draw for me on this list because watching it again, I just didn't feel some of the magic and, you know, like, enjoyment that I had when I watched it last year. Now, maybe it might have been because it came out in December around Christmas time and I just have a positive mood around then, or it's because we had a terrible year of movies. Not many big blockbusters came out, and I was just dying to see one. I'm guessing that was probably it, but this movie, watching it again, Has so many logic and logic issues and plot holes. Its ambition is way higher than I think the movie could really reach, especially by the third act. When the way that it resolves, kind of, you know, the way that Wonder Woman's able to resolve what Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord's trying to do, it gets ridiculous some of what you have to buy into. The movie's way too long, and there's so many slow moments that it's not as rewatchable as a lot of other movies. And these slow moments, just aren't as intriguing from a character point of view as you want them to. Now, with that said, the acting is still good, pretty much on par with the first movie. This movie's definitely a lot cheesier, which I personally don't mind as long as it's done well. And then um, uh, the directing by Patty Jenkins is great. There's some really good moments of the way the movie's directed, especially, you know, when Chris Pine's first introduced. It's got a phenomenal score by Hans Zimmer, especially in the opening scene. I love that this movie is kind of just an optimistic comic book movie, but there is way too much plot. It's, the movie's too long and has too many... There's too many holes and gaps for me to be able to buy into everything the movie wants to. And with that said, this leaves to this movie being, again, one of the more problematic of the movies in the DCEU. Number eight is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and, of course, I'm referring to The Ultimate Cut. This movie has a lot of great standout things. Firstly, Ben Affleck as Batman, that warehouse sequence, is awesome. Now, the, the reason why the ultimate cut, again, I think is better than the theatrical cut, which is something, I guess, worth explaining, even though people probably already know this, is that the story just flows better, and it's a, there's a lot more development for Clark Kent's character, and that's for sure. But then, beyond that, just going to the theatrical version and this version, really both of them, I just absolutely really do respect Snyder's grand vision for these movies. But unfortunately, this movie, I think, is still kind of a mess. I'm not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I don't like how they introduced Doomsday. And this movie can be very messy and still very convoluted at point. But I respect its ambition a lot. And there's so many great moments, like Ben Affleck as Batman. I still really like Henry Cavill as Superman. Again, the warehouse scene is spectacular. I actually like the Batman v Superman fight in general. There's a lot of interesting ideas, and there's some really deep stuff brought up. But I just wish it was explored in a more sophisticated and maybe like less confusing and convoluted way. Number seven for me is Shazam. This is probably lower on my list than a lot of other people because for me, where this movie shines is the second act of this movie where we have Jack Dylan Grazer interacting with Zachary Levi. And they just have that dynamic. Zachary Levi is so much fun. He's hilarious in this role as Billy Batson. And it's just fantastic. Where he's doing his training sequences. He's trying to learn to become a superhero. And we get to see him go on his first couple of missions again with Jack Dylan Grazer. So I don't remember the name of the character, but he is phenomenal in this movie. And so is so is the character of Shazam. And that second act is great. However, the first act of this movie kind of falls into that classic superhero origin story template, which I feel like has been so overdone by now that when this movie came out in 2019, I feel like we should have been moving past this. And also, it was just very predictable throughout that first act. And then, I'm also not the biggest fan of the third act. Luckily, the second act does take a large large percentage of the movie. But the third act, when they bring in the Shazam family... And I like the Thema family. I like that it's in here. But personally, making the Shazam family a thing in this universe, I don't really like because I just didn't really enjoy the characters as kids. So when you make them into adults and make them Shazam, I just didn't really buy into that. And I just didn't really connect with me all that much. Mark Strong is okay as a villain. He didn't really stand out or anything. But he absolutely did work for this movie. And the movie is absolutely at its best when it's trying to be a fun just a bit more grounded and also very silly comic book movie that knows what it is and is just having fun with our two main characters. Number six is Birds of Prey and the extremely long title with Harley Quinn somewhere in that. With that said, this movie, obviously, again, one of the great things in this movie as well as the entire universe is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She's phenomenal. I love the hyperactive style of her storytelling and how she tells some parts out of order. Some people might think it's messy, but I really like the way it's done. My only thing with that is that I think this movie has a bit too much voiceover. I'm watching it again and getting explained the plot all over again again just makes this movie a little less rewatchable. But Ewan McGregor's a lot of fun as Black Mask. Romans, I honest, the villain. And I would have liked. I, and while I would have liked to see more of the Birds of Prey when they're on screen interacting with Harley and the action is kicking, that's when the movie is at its best because the action in this movie is fantastic. I love the way it's shot. I love the way it's choreographed and so it's really practical and there's so many creative sequences like one of my, my favorite in this entire movie is probably the one in, where she's breaking Cassandra Cain out of prison phenomenal scene Margot Robbie's great as Harley Quinn but I would have liked a little less voiceover and I would have liked to see this and be more of a birds of prey movie because when they're on screen most of the members are pretty enjoyable kicking off my top five is Aquaman again this is another one that I think I have a lot higher than a lot of other people and the thing is Jason Momoa just eats up this role he is so lively as Arthur Curry and he just makes you love this character and love this world and be interested in it this movie's cheesy bombastic it's basically fast and furious underwater set in the DC universe and I absolutely love watching this movie James, James Wan's direction especially in terms of the action is so unique inside of this franchise and it's so refreshing to see something like this the music choices sometimes can feel off but they kind of added to the movie for me again this movie has a lot of cliches a lot of superhero movie cliches but for some reason I feel like in this movie it's done with a lot more swagger and style and just the way the movie's shot the way the cgi and it's just it's just a fun movie to look at on your 4k tv or in a theater if you watch it in a theater like myself so this, this movie is so much fun I think it's a pretty great comic book movie to be honest with you And again, I know not everyone will have that opinion, but I enjoy the hell out of this movie. And this is one that I absolutely, is one that I can absolutely put on at pretty much almost any time because it's just a fun movie to look at. With that said, though, I do know a few people have a few issues with, you know, the movie being overly cheesy. Again, some of the music choices are questionable, but to me, they kind of add to the movie's tone. But that that is just my opinion. I guess one of my main complaints was that I would have liked a bit more on the villain because... Sometimes when they try to do a bit more payoff moments that are supposed to mean something, it doesn't always land for me. But this is such an enjoyable movie. And if you can't get the same amount of enjoyment out of it as I do, honestly, I feel bad for you because this movie to me is so much fun. Coming in at my number four is Wonder Woman. Firstly, I love the war setting of this movie. Like the No Man's Land sequence is phenomenal. I just love how unique this movie looks inside of the DCU and similar to Aquaman. And obviously, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine have great chemistry together on screen. This movie would not be as enjoyable or fun or have as much levity without them working. The humor works for the most part. Again, I love the origin of Wonder Woman. I love the way it's put on screen, the way they do it on screen. is fantastic. I love Themyscira. I love anything, anytime we spend um, time there. Again, the third act absolutely does fall off the rails here. But overall, the first two acts are so fantastic that I wonder that if... The third act had matched the level of that and didn't go as far into the CGI route. If this would have been higher on this list, and also with that said, though, there is an element of the third act that I do still love, and that's anything with Steve Trevor and just how the way he, he sacrificed himself. It's slightly undone by what happens in Wonder Woman 1984, also kind of because that's a much worse movie than this one, but I still really enjoy this movie, I still really like it. A lot of fantastic moments, great characters. I just wish the third act stuck the landing, and this would have been potentially in the top two or three. Number three, Man of Steel. Now, firstly, I just want to say I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I love his darker take on the character. I love, again, Zack Snyder's different take on Superman. Obviously, he directed the movie. This movie's got, you know, it's it's got this kind of, like, um, grandeur element to it where it's, like, it's a lot more mythical. And I just love his vision for the comic book universe when it doesn't go too far into the serious route. The movie's got explosive action, and it's a a very rich film. It's a very rich Superman movie. It's got more layers to it, I think, than any Superman movie released before, which is why it's probably my favorite Superman movie of all time. I haven't watched the Christopher Reeve movies in a very long time, so keep that in mind. But I'm so disappointed to say that we still don't have a sequel to this movie because I've been wanting it for eight years. I want to see more of Henry Cavill. I really hope he's not done with the role. Because I don't see anyone really fitting into this universe as Superman as much as Henry Cavill. I know people disagree, but I love this movie. It, again, obviously is the start of the DCEU, and it just started off started it off so well. I just wish WB hadn't come in afterward and started mandating things after this movie's release. Because maybe it's slightly underperformed. But I really enjoy this movie. I love how it dives into Superman in this modern world. And this is one that, again, I've watched quite a few times and I still really, really like. So my top two are both movies that have released this year. So D C clearly have I had a killer year. These are my top two are two movies that I absolutely love. One which released last week and is the reason why I'm doing this. And another is kind of like a director's finished vision on you know, in a from a movie that released like four years ago now. So it's two very different movies, but as of this recording and this ranking. My runner-up is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, when I did this in March, I did have this movie below Man of Steel. But I just think that this movie is such an achievement. And watching it again, it's got a lot more emotion to it. I think it just affected me more than that movie. I'm so glad Snyder got to finish his cut. It's a superhero epic of a cut. It, It improves on the original in every way in terms of the action, the score, the character development. You know, just... Just the look of the movie just fits the universe more, and as well as this movie's more impactful in its emotion. It leaves you with a feeling that I don't think the first one did. And this movie improves on so many characters like Flash, Cyborg, Steppenwolf, gets a backstory, actually has stuff to do. And although the four-hour runtime is daunting, and it might be the reason why it holds this movie back just a bit from being number one, is because I don't see myself watching this movie anywhere near as much as my number one. But with that said, everything, most of what we do get is fantastic. And I just love, again, I love his take on this universe when, when it's done well and not in an overly convoluted way like PBS. And I think that Zack Snyder getting to do this is enough for this. This didn't even have to be like a fantastic movie. It would, it would have been an achievement to just get this movie made. The fact that it's fantastic is so great to me. So that's why Zack Snyder's Justin does come in at number two. But coming in in first place for me is The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's distinct vision for a comic book movie pays off so well on screen. I'm so glad WB finally learned their lesson in trusting their filmmakers and letting them make what they want to make. His distinct R-rated gritty 70s war aesthetic of a comic book movie that that gets injected into a comic book movie, I guess you could say. It was so great. I, I'd love to see something like that. The characters, are different but are all lively in their own way and you care for them even the silly ones like polka dot man Ratcatcher catcher 2 they make you care about these characters they're hilarious and there is just nothing like this movie right now in the world of comic book movies we live in and just the sheer entertainment value in this movie, to me, just kind of escalates it up to number one, and I can see myself watching this movie a lot. I still haven't been able to see it in the theater, but once it does release here in a theater, I cannot wait to see it. Once I'm able to go, obviously in a theater, its scale is massive, but it's also got a heart at its center. It makes you it makes you love the characters, makes you care for them, which is why all the moment, all the moments have more meaning, you know, in the third act when certain things happen. Again, I'm trying to refrain from spoilers. Some of the standouts for me were probably Bloodsport, uh, Ratcatcher 2. That was a ma- massive surprise, and uh, of course, Rick Flag got a massive boost from the first film to this movie. And I just love this movie. The action is fantastic. James Gunn, obviously, being in this movie, it gives this movie a great soundtrack, a great score too by John Murphy. And this is a phenomenal movie. Probably to more than, for me probably to me the most all-rounded. Well done, DCEU movie, and it's probably the most entertaining and the one that I the, probably the most rewatchable. It's not overly long, it's got a perfect length, and that's why The Suicide Squad for me comes in at number one. So, with that said, I'd love to hear what your favorite DCU movie is. So, send me a voice message on Anchor if you're listening on there to let me know what it is. If you enjoyed this ranking, make sure to share it with your friends and follow the podcast for more. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye bye.